Hello, welcome to Look for the Light, a weekly recap and discussion show that will dive into each episode of HBO's television adaptation of the beloved video game series The Last of Us and explore the ways in which it expands upon the story of Joel and Ellie. I'm Hayden, and this week, Wesley and I are getting to episode four, titled Please Hold My Hand. Wesley, how are you holding up after the tragedy and pain of, of last week? I made a joke that I was going to say shitting, pissing, and crying, uh, but I'm not actually going to say that. It's uh, a valid response, though. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I really thought that it was an amazing episode. Um, I, like, it's such an emotional but kind moment in the middle of zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. It's great to see, and I think they did a really good job, and I love how uh, they decided to just, like, have them die together, mm-hmm. like, happy. There um, doesn't need to be some zombie that comes in and bites one of them, and, you know, Frank doesn't have to hang himself. I think it's good to show this version of the story that is focused on love and happiness rather than always pessimistic pain. Yeah, and, like, I I thought the the note at the end to Joel that that's all it is, is it's just a note, mm-hmm. was really, really, uh, really fun and kind. It's a good homage to the fact that Frank's note to Bill in the game, too. Yeah. Like, it keeps that beat intact while kind of completely changing it. I Plus, too, like, it's it's so interesting to see the relationship between Joel and Bill mm-hmm. and how it's like they don't actually like each other. They got all. It's like, just like just, you're a face I respect. have to interact with, yeah. It's just respect, and that's it. And so I, I, find that, I find that really uh really cool. But damn, like, oh. Mm-hmm. emotional i know i completely agree it's just that episode is just an emotional punch to the gut you're just gonna feel it and then they ask you to just move on yeah they're like anywho people die all the time here let's keep going they're like look see how kind and beautiful this is anyways anywho yeah um okay yeah let's get into episode four uh titled please hold my hand this episode of uh might be a little bit shorter just due to the fact that like this is kind of the part one to the next episode as well. Yeah, one of the first things I mentioned to Hayden was like, this feels like um, a setup for the second episode. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what it is, but there's still like some stuff that happens here. Yeah, it's not like um, a setup episode in the way that it's like a useless bottle episode leading into the next episode. It's a very relevant episode, and it completely sets up the story for the next episode. We just won't see that story fully realized until yeah. this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming out on Friday instead of Sunday to avoid competition with the Super Bowl. Very good. I'm Very here smart for it. Move. I will be. I will want to watch the commercials for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I would watch Last of Us. Yeah, I'd pick Last of Us over it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess like the easiest way to describe this episode is it's the least wow out of all the first four. Yeah, you know, like, and that's not to say it's weaker in any sense, but it it really focuses in on just expanding Joel and Ellie's dynamic and really mm-hmm. setting up where we're headed with Joel and Ellie throughout the next episode. Um, You know, it's, I think that they do some really fun stuff too, that are like wonderful moments from the game where we see, um, I'm so glad last week on our episode, I said to Brayden, I was like, if they don't have Ellie looking through Bill's magazine and making that joke, Mm -hmm. it's going to be such a missed opportunity. And here it was in this episode, it was actually perfectly realized from the game. Yeah. Um, I watched this with, with Morgan Brayden and Morgan's girlfriend. And I just, I felt like such a weirdo cheering for like Ellie making a joke about a gay porno magazine. I was like, yes, yeah, the pages are stuck together. Yeah, the pages are stuck together. This is awesome. It's perfect. Um, but we also get some other really great moments from the game too. Like Hank Williams playing in the car while they're driving. Yeah. Same song. Um, we get, uh, we get her joke book, the joke book. Yeah. I was gonna which say. I think is not only a very effective device in the episode for like jokes, but also a very effective way of like setting up, the moment that Joel and Ellie kind of have a breakthrough. I like that the joke book isn't just used as a prop for like 
conversation. It's actually yeah. like a thing that leads to a, a moment for them. A way for them to kind of connect in a funny, silly way. Yeah, a little goofy joke about diarrhea. Mm-hmm. What did you what, what did you make of that joke? That moment where I, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Uh, it was just like Joel exactly starts laughing from the game, and I loved uh, to. Is it the diarrhea joke that he gets, or is it the – there's another joke that – There's a different one, and she's like, you fucker, because yeah. he, like, he beat her to it. I love that moment, because you can see him like thinking about it in his face of like, how does this – oh, I got it now. And yeah, he, he pieces it. it together. Yeah. And then the – what is the joke that she says about diarrhea? She's like, uh, uh, did you know diarrhea, diarrhea is hereditary. hereditary? Because it runs in your genes. Yeah. And then Joel just loses it. I think Pedro – is you know what he shows he's such a great actor in the littlest of moments and this was the one for me where he's had all these bigger dramatic moments but that moment just the way he you can see joel trying not to laugh at it you can see him being like i'm too serious for this and when it breaks him it's just so wholesome because he starts losing it Mm -hmm. it's like a kid laughing at something for the first time and i just think it's a really great moment for joel and ellie yeah it is really good it's a good way to kind of break that ice and because um, there's there's a lot of tension at the beginning of uh, the Bill episode, mm-hmm. um, and there's still a bit at the beginning of this episode too. Um, so yeah, they're definitely got they're doing a good job at like breaking through to the characters and making each other care about each other and that kind of thing. So yeah, and aside from like that moment too, like I mean, we're gonna have to talk a little bit in, in detail about the way that it kind of fleshes Joel and Ellie's relationship out because I've heard some people online saying you know. It's happening very quickly. Like last episode, he or episode two, he was so completely opposed to it, and then episode four, he's he's opened up. And to that, I say like it's a TV show. We have to keep the pace moving. We don't have all these random moments of them walking and talking like we do in the video game. Um, and I, your roommate Sid made a very good point, which is like, you know, if all they had was animosity for like most of the runtime of the show, I don't think it would be believable when he actually does start to care. You have to have yeah. him starting to care earlier rather than later. Plus, too, like, we're not seeing every bit of stuff that's happening. Right. They're traveling so much. Like, they've already covered thousands of miles and, like, days and days and days. And we're only seeing glimpses of what's happening. Mm-hmm. So we have to kind of infer that in between that stuff is happening and we're just not seeing it. Because it's not the video game. Yeah. Um, And they don't have 24,000 hours to show us everything. Yeah. So. Joel, he needs to warm up sooner because it just it makes the relationship easier to buy and on top of that it makes it more entertaining to watch the second he Mm -hmm. cares is where the stakes are really raised it's it's when we're Mm -hmm. invested in their relationship and having that happen on episode four rather than episode six there's only nine episodes here like i don't really understand that criticism um nevertheless i do think that so much of this episode is just comprised of the little moments such as when joel makes coffee Mm -hmm. and ellie just like absolutely is repulsed by it you don't like coffee yeah, he's so chill about it. He's just sipping it, like, long, loud sips in between Ellie, like, shit-talking it. Damn. I can't even, like, as somebody who works, we both work in coffee shops, I can't even begin to imagine how shit that coffee is. Terrible. It like, looks so terrible. Seeing it, it spew out. It looks so out, gross. And, like... It's, like, pitch black. That is, like, probably 20-year-old Folgers. Mm, true. Like, Folgers isn't good when it's new, you no. know? So, like, Folgers, when it's 20 years old... At that point, you're just drinking it for the energy. The yeah. caffeine. Or the fact that it's like, reminds him of his previous life. He's just like, mm. Yeah, that too. It's good. I'm like, eh, is it though? A good cup of joe. Yeah. <laughs> Before I hit the road in the morning. It's just like, it was what, Bill's rations? He just had yeah. it somewhere in his, like, in his cupboard? Yo, shout out 20-year-old Chef Boyardee. 
Bill's been holding on to that. Yeah. He was waiting for the right moment. He was too busy cooking gourmet meals. Yeah, a fucking rabbit and pairing it with the white the right wine. Yeah, he didn't even need that Chef Boyardee. Um no, yeah. what were you gonna say, sorry. I was just gonna say that uh I, I think it's it's fun to see these little moments too. Like we were saying that um we don't see as many of the little moments because it's a TV show and they gotta move things along. Mm-hmm. But having these occasional little moments like we we're talking about with the joke book or with them just like the coffee moment, um, little things like that. It's, it's really nice to see. Mm-hmm. Even them talking when they're in that room waiting for nightfall so that they can um, get across the street. Or not nightfall. That's what they do in the Wait game. Wait uh there's no trucks. Right. And just when Joel says, uh, we're going to get through this. And at least like, I know. It's yeah. just like a nice moment where you can feel Joel kind of, his heart is, it's like it's doing the Grinch thing. You know, it's starting to expand a little bit. You, you know can tell I- he's... he's, he's Warming up to a bit. You know, I think I've realized is that it's not that Joel doesn't want to. It's that he's bad at it. True. He says in the episode, like, he's trying to talk to Ellie after she's killed her first person or whatever, or shot her first person, uh, even though it's not. Um, And he's, like, just struggling so hard. And he says, wow, I'm bad at this. And Ellie goes, yeah, you are. He, He is bad at it, too. To his credit, he's trying, but you can tell he's such a broken soul. It's really just that he has spent the last 20 years living the most rough life. Yeah. With zero, like time for kindness or caring or, or things like that or even grief you or know he hasn't grief, even allowed yeah. himself to process sarah's death i think and that's one of the reasons he's so cold on ellie is because he's just like you are you remind me of her you yeah are, you are sarah and so he's completely when he looks at ellie not only does he see someone that could get him hurt but he sees the face of the person who who has led him to this point yeah um of like shutting his heart off and so i think that's one of the key aspects that causes him to be so cold in the video game and it lasts a lot longer in the video game but i think mm-hmm. having it in the show kind of start to hyper accelerate is you know as i mentioned it's just very very good choice yeah no definitely let's get a little bit into the the attack on joel and ellie from the hunters because mm-hmm. um, this doesn't divert from the game but it also kind of does in the sense where they ask you to sympathize with them in the in the games, the hunters are just like very burly, jacked dudes, and they're just like motherfucker, like the whole time. Like they're yeah. just like they're just trying to kill you. Um, here, you know, they're what I like about how they they dress them and how they're cast is they're very skinny. In the game, they're all jacked and they're all like very ready to kill you guys. But mm-hmm. in this, you can tell that it's people who are desperate, like people who are like starving, people who are like I need any supplies I can get, and I'll just kill you for it off the rip. Yeah, and it's not like heavy-handed um, sympathy that it's asking you to give. It's just an interesting way that they've casted them, where it's just like, it's a completely different look for the hunters mm-hmm. than, than they go for from the game. What do you think of the way that they kind of continue the streak of humanizing everyone? Because this show is proving to be very good at that so far. Uh, I think it's definitely important because it brings a lot of weight to what Joel's doing. At the same time, though, um, I think it's like, I don't think that... Like, when you're talking about humanizing, are you talking about, like, the kid? Yeah, in specific. Yeah, yeah the that's one what I'm about. Shot. Yeah. Um, it's, like, an it is a very humanizing moment where he's like, please, I have a family, all these things. But at the same time, when you look at it from Joel's perspective. Oh, I'd do it, too. He could be lying. I know. Like he could be just be outright lying. He could also just be, like, trying to stall, waiting for his friends. Like, it's the apocalypse, man. Gotta do what you gotta do. Kill or be killed. Yeah, and he's... 
To be fair, he's pretty aggressively on Joel. Like he's like gritting his teeth. He's like, "Look what you made me do! I'm gonna kill you now!" Like he's like really ready to do it. Yeah, that's the thing because it's it's very much like you fight for your life, and then when you're in that position, you're like terrified. Yeah. Um, you go from "I'm gonna fucking kill you" to "Please don't kill me." And you know, I actually think it's a pretty harrowing scene because he's not just because he's younger, but because he's saying just like the the bleakest things. Like, I can't feel my legs. I don't know what to do. You can hear him thinking out loud. Yeah. And it's just like it's a very intense scene, like, super harrowing. You're done. Yeah, and he starts, you know, he's like, my name's Brian. He starts begging for his life to Ellie. See, um, I, this is going to sound so horrible. Mm-hmm. It's the most manipulative thing you can do if you're dying. I if know. someone's going to kill you, like, start Brian. telling him about your, your life. Yeah. Like, that's very much a tactic that he did where he was like, my name's Brian. I've got a family. Mm-hmm. Please don't kill me. Like, there are so many things. I could help you. All this stuff. Like it's very much just panic in the moment, in your last moments. Um, but hey, you got to do what you got to do. He says, you know, the moment that I think is really just like stuck in a lot of people's brains, and you can see it kind of leaves an effect on Ellie is when he starts begging for his mom right before Joel sticks the knife in his heart. Yeah, and you know what's even more harrowing that you pointed out to me too is like he doesn't shoot him because he just can't waste the bullets and save like, the bullets, and also don't make more noise. Yeah, which is like. That's even more fucked up. That in it's that moment, up. Joel has to kill him, kind of in the most like personal, violent, intimate way, rather than just kind of looking away and shooting him because mm-hmm. he has to preserve what what he can. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good scene, and I think this show is just very effectively trying to set up a theme from Last of Us Two, which is like two sides to every story, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that it very much is proving to to have a good lead on that so far. Yeah, like these people are still people. Mm-hmm. It's also you know. Something from Last of Us 2, and I, I'm not going to get into the narrative of Last of Us 2 at all, but a gameplay mechanic from Last of Us 2 is when you've shot someone, you know, per se in the leg, they, you kind of start approaching them and they like put their hands in the air and they start begging for their lives. And that's like a recurring thing through Last of Us 2. And so to put it here in the show this early, I was like, it's a pretty good way to nod to that gameplay mechanic and also set up that theme. Damn, that's crazy because I don't think I ever let anyone live long enough to actually see that. Really? You're just like, bang. I was like, I was mowing through people because I would never shoot them in the leg. I'd always aim for the head. Yeah, you're like, I'm not I'm not even wasting bullets. I was like, yo, I got to shoot a bullet anyways. I'm If I'm going to shoot it, I better aim true. Mm-hmm. They do... They do say their names, you know. They start like trying to empathize with you when, never, when you get them like damn, that. Never found that one. Yeah, you're like, oh, I just, I had no I just time, no time to them. waste. I yeah. just killed them. It was fine. <laughs> one thing about this scene that I was let down with, I will say, and it's a minor thing, and it's just a video game annoying thing that I have to be let down with, is when the guy walks out in front of the car, right, and he's starts approaching. He's like, "Help!" And Ellie's like, "Are you going to help him?" And Joel's, he just says, "No," in the show. And I was like, aw. He's supposed to say, no, he ain't even hurt. And it's like one of the most, it's the coldest Joel line ever. It's like my favorite Joel line from the game. I'm going to be honest. I think saying no and then trying to run the dude over is pretty cold. Yeah, it's pretty cold. I guess Pedro's Joel is, he's a man of few words, you know? He's a man of few words. He's a man of action. He's a different character, and I have to acknowledge that. But I've been waiting for that line. I was just like, please, just give me one iconic Joel line. Yeah, it's just a good line. Um. No, I do think this is a very effective scene, though, and it's a pretty good recreation of of the game moment. What do you make of, you know, the revelation that... Because in the game, I do believe that when Ellie kills someone to save Joel, it is the first time she actually kills someone. Mm-hmm. Here, they've set up this thread that I'm sure we'll see continued later of Ellie has already killed someone. And a lot of people who know where this narrative is going kind of have an idea of of who that person might be. But what do you make of that kind of 
shift in regards to the fact that it's Ellie's kind of already been robbed of her innocence prior to the time that we meet her. I think it's important because um, she is she does have moments of innocence that come through like her not really understanding the world as it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a it could be a lie. To be honest, I don't know if she is speaking the truth or not. Because she doesn't seem that comfortable with Joel just yet, mm-hmm. and she also doesn't want to talk about it, and that could just be a uh, like like you're saying for the people who know where this is going. Um, but it could also be just like a I want to seem tougher than I am. Like we were talking about uh, after the second episode of how uh, or the first episode or whatever episode I was on um, of how Ellie is just trying to seem more mature and Mm -hmm. act more mature so very much could be that that was the first person and now she's gonna have like unresolved issues right um that she doesn't get to talk about but you can see that those calls for his mom are like ellie kind of covers her ears and just like she's not here for it um so i think it's an interesting turn and i think it's a useful one too because now we have like now we're like okay i want to know what happened Mm -hmm. like i want to i want to see what happened here um and who knows if we'll ever find out, but maybe we will. Right. Yeah. To be, to be continued in mm-hmm. that regard. Um, following this up, and this is kind of getting a little bit more into the, the theme that I had mentioned previously of the show, just like showing everyone's point of view. Um, we we're introduced to the leader of the hunters, which is essentially this rebel group. Um, and the leader is played by Melanie Linsky. Great actress. I was really shocked to see her here, and I was really excited to see her here. I don't know how big of a role she'll have, but I'd imagine she'll at least have some presence in the next episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, the characters of Henry and Sam in the game, who, throughout this episode, we just hear their names mentioned, and then we meet them at the very, very ending. Yeah. But throughout the game, they're just kind of running for their lives, and then you just run into them, right? But here, they're specifically running from this rebel group where it's implied they've done something wrong, that the rebel group is after them for a very specific reason that we don't find out in this episode. But it's very personal, and they are after them. And it seems like they are from the same group, Henry and Sam. So they must have done something wrong and then fled. And what do you think of the character played by Melanie Linsky? Because I've seen some people say, like, I don't know if the soccer mom rebel cult leader is is doing much for me. But I like Melanie Linsky, so I'm just really interested to see where where they go with her. I'm going to be honest. It's not doing much for me. Yeah, it's interesting. It's just like... It's it's hard because I understand that it's the apocalypse and everyone is different now. But when you see like soccer mom, uh, Melanie Linsky, like trying to be tough, mm-hmm. which she can do. It's just this character she can do. But this character know much about her. seems to be written way tougher. Yeah, like blatantly shoots a dude point blank. Um, is rallying her troop together to be like, go find these guys and yeah. kill them. She like, just seems a little too nonchalant about everything. I just need a bit more intensity from her. That's all. Um, and whether that's, like, intensity in the sense of, like, oh, she, uh, more things happen, or she gets more involved in the action, awesome. Uh, wh- or if it's intensity of, like, the not giving a shit and just wanting to hunt down uh, Sam and Henry right. no matter the cost, Yeah, sick. And I think that might come in the, second ep- or in the next episode, but... We just haven't seen it yet. And so it wasn't really doing a whole lot for me because I thought it was just too relaxed, the mm-hmm. performance. Yeah, I can agree with that. And I think that is where most people's criticisms of her performance in it are coming from. It's just like she's so chill about it, but not really in like a believable way. Because if you're diverting all of your 
energy and all of your time and all of your resources in a zombie apocalypse to hunt down two people. It's like, damn. That, they, it must be important. Very personal. Because yeah. your other options are scavenge, find food. Clearly they are looking, clearly they are desperate because they've got people out in the streets. Setting fake roadblocks. Setting fake roadblocks, yeah. you know? So it's got to mean way more. Like the stakes have to be a little bit higher, and I just don't think she's bringing that mm-hmm. yet. I do. She could in the next episode, though. Yeah, I do like that. You know, the Fedra it will be a relevant threat at some point, I'm sure. But I like the fact that they're choosing to focus on the other kind of people that have popped up in this world, like these scrappy groups of people who are willing to do literally anything. I think is an effective choice, and these people are. I don't know how intimidated I am by them yet. But I do think it's very interesting that it's not just Fedra, like, we need to get everybody. Keep them out of the area. Like, I think that it's, it's very interesting to have, like, very specific human hunting. It's, I think there's a huge difference between Fedra and the smaller groups because Fedra is an organization in some sense. Yeah. Like, yes, a lot of things have fallen apart. And yes, Nobody really takes of... them seriously, but they are, they do have the means to be an organization. Versus just people. Because we've seen how capable Joel and Ellie are. We've seen how capable Bill and Frank are. Like, it's different because it, then it's not like, oh, I have a higher calling and there's I've got something else going on or like a main mission or whatever. They're like survival is yeah. the basic instinct for a lot of these people. Right. And so it does um, add more desperation to any of the characters. And so, yeah, I just hope to see that more from her. Yeah, I agree. And I, I do think that, you know, her arc might be confined to the to the next episode. Oh, I, yeah, that's going to be it. And I think that'll be it. But I am really interested to see where they go with, with things from here. And I do think it's a very cool way to expand upon um, Sam and Henry because yeah. they're, they're specifically running from something. They're not just, like, trying to survive and then you encounter them. They are, like, actually, they have a real reason to get the fuck out of here. Like, they need to go. And so I think it adds some urgency to their storyline, and I think it'll it really make things interesting with how Joel and Ellie handle their interactions with them in the next episode. Yeah. The episode ends with, um, with us meeting Sam and Henry after their, we've heard their name is mentioned by Melanie Linsky, um, throughout the couple scenes that we see her in, but the episode ends with Joel and Ellie. They go to bed. They have that nice moment that we previously mentioned where they laugh. Um, and then they kind of roll over. Joel goes to sleep. He set up glass all at the door in case people come in, does not do anything. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. he stays asleep through it. And they wake up to Sam and Henry holding them at gunpoint. Uh, I haven't, I don't know if it's explicitly really revealed in any sense in this episode, but in the trailer for the next episode, it's shown that Sam is, is deaf, which, oof, get our tissues ready because that's just going to be intense. Um, I'm interested. I'm actually interested to see because I've thought about this a lot. This is a weird thing that I've thought about. Um, the knowledge of sign language must be so useful in an environment where quiet is so important. Right. So the question is, is he deaf or are they just using sign language? Right. Because you can communicate to people with sign language without saying a word if you need to be quiet when there's zombies around. So it's like, it's so interesting to me. I feel like one of the more useful ways to speak to each other when the apocalypse happens is sign language. Yeah, absolutely. And so like, we don't know if there's, if he's doing that just because they kind of developed this little code or if like the rebel group can use that but I, I do think it might specifically be that he is deaf because i think that would add kind of a, an intense emotional wallop to the interactions that we have with them yeah but I, i'm really excited to see 
like as I mentioned, this episode kind of does serve as a a, a two, first and a two parter. Yeah, like a filler, a, a very effective lead into the next episode. Not an episode that is like in any sense weakened by the fact that it's setting up the next episode. It's just it's very much the first part of something. Yeah. And so we'll see where how it all shakes out. Fans of the game know, and again, the show just doesn't ease up. You, everybody's going to need to get their tissues ready. Everybody's going to need to be settled down. It's going to be a great episode. You know, it's something I'm appreciating as we get further and further into the show. Hmm. I remember less and less of the middle of this game. Right. So you're so kind of experiencing a, it. It's a little, like, forgotten to me. And since it's not following the the, the game exactly, it's kind of interesting. Because yeah. I'm like, did that actually happen? Did it not? Um, like, I can't remember much of Sam and Henry's story. I just hope they have the moment with the action figure and Ellie. Yes. Oh, well, definitely. I, I really think we'll have, have to have that get moment. that. Yeah. Um, and then, like, as it goes on, I remember less and less until we get to, like, uh, spoilers, I guess. But, I mean, I don't know. Spoilers. Um, to the hospital. Like, I, I remember right. less and less until we get to that point. And so it'll be interesting to see how much I actually fully remember and how much I'm like, oh, shit. Was this in the game? Yeah. I can't remember. And the next episode, if they play it how they played the game, because there was – an opportunity for them to, even though this part of the, the, this episode, episode four, how it plays out in the game is a little bit more action packed, but they were allowed to take those moments and quiet things down. I do think the next episode will be pretty action heavy. It'll be pretty intense. Oh yeah. Because like you had mentioned earlier, which we haven't talked about yet, uh, we're going to see like a, uh, bloater, a bloater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I was looking for. Um, which we got a glimpse of when we saw the caved-in floor of that other place, and it moved it was a kind little of moving bit. moving up and down, and they were like, um, what do we do about this, Just Kathleen? leave it, I guess. And she's like, leave it. He's like, uh, what the fuck? Also, fun little thing, Perry, the guy who is Kathleen's right-hand man, yeah. that's Tommy from the video games. Nice. Uh, which was very fun, very fun for fans of the game, but on top of that, he's a pretty intimidating presence, and I've heard he's yeah. in the next episode, so that'll be cool to see. Sick. Um, another crazy thing related to The Last of Us, Wild that uh, this episode came out when it did because I was watching, I'm watching The Legend of Vox Machina, um, and the voice actor for Joel, Troy Baker, was in the most recent episode. I was like, fuck. I heard it immediately. I was like, that's Troy Baker. Yeah. Iconic voice. Iconic. So, very cool. Who will also show up at the, in the show at some point. Yeah. Can't wait to see him. I'm sure Ashley Johnson will, too. Yeah. Uh, rumors are that she plays Ellie's mom. Whoa! Which would which would be crazy. Be so wild. I would be really interested to see that. Get Laura on Bailey in here once we get to season two. Get her in. Yeah, just give her something to do. Yeah, give her something to do. Honestly, yeah. get Travis Willingham in here too. That's Laura Bailey's husband. Keep it going. It's really funny. They Keep made, it in the family. They made a joke one time where uh, Travis Willingham auditioned for Joel. Didn't get it. Um, <laughs> Everything worked out though. Everything worked out for the best though. Yeah, that's funny. Um, no, I mean, what would you rate this episode? I guess based on... It being like an individual thing and not like the first half of a next episode. I'd give it like a solid, I don't know, three out of five. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't a whole lot of interest in that happened, uh, interesting stuff that happened, but I still enjoyed it. Um, and it was still like a good segue into the next episode. And it, I feel like it's also possible too. If I, I'm not sure who's going to be on the next episode, but if it is you, we'll revisit our ratings for this episode once we've seen the full. Exactly, and, and I think it's together. a little lower for me too because the last episode was such a banger. Episode three, yeah, episode yeah. three, banger, and then a little bit of a lull, and then with this episode, which which I feel like is a lead up to another intense episode. Yeah, I mean, because um, they have to they have to space it out a bit. Yeah. You know, they got to balance things out. Not only do we get a pretty intense storyline with Henry and Sam in the next episode, but we're also going to get the bloater. So I feel like next episode is going to be 
all killer, no filler. They're going to be just getting straight into like, there's going to be some action set pieces. There's going to be some really intense moments. Uh, I'm really looking forward for the next episode. So Friday, Friday night, Friday night. What a life. Yeah. For me, I think I would give it, you know, I'm kind of biased because I just love the last of us so much that I don't think I can even dip down unless it's like a offensively bad episode. Let me ask you. Yeah. What is the lowest rating you've given these episodes so far? A four. Oh, okay. And this is a four. I thought you were going to say a 4.5. No, a four. I, I was able to be like, hmm. It, oh, actually, let me think. Well, this is the first four, actually. This oh, episode. so this is four. Yeah, this, this is, is four. The bar. Okay, it, was, okay. it was five, and then it was uh, four and a half. Four and a half, then it was and five. And then it was five. And now it's four. And now it's four, yeah. Yeah, I guess I put it at a four. I'll, I'll raise mine up just a little bit. Because mm-hmm. it's, you know. It's still a good episode. It's a pretty great episode. The moments that hit really hit. I yeah. was like pretty, I was really moved by Joel and Ellie just laughing for the first time. And I liked that. I think I've been saying on this podcast for like the whole time the show has been going so far. It's like, I just want the Joel and Ellie hanging out episode. Mm-hmm. And this kind of is that despite yeah. the fact that they add in some other stuff and there is some other things that are at play. This is really just like Joel and Ellie are hanging out. They're in a truck and then they have they're to fend for their life. And then they're laughing and reading joke books. It's just a very effective episode for what it is, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Um, thank you for listening. You're better at doing these out- outros. I'm going to so. hit you with the outro. Real quick. Here we go. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Um, check out uh, Hayden's other episodes. I'm sure I'll be on more. Uh, but Hayden's other episodes on The Last of Us. Uh, look for The Light, the series that's going to be happening while The Last of Us is playing. Uh, covering every single episode of The Last of Us. Um, but if you want to check out our other episodes, not just of The Last of Us, of other movies we've talked about, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast. And you can also find us on Instagram, at the Dive In Movie Cast. I'm at Wesley Giffen. I am at Hayden Kutris, and it is the same name on our letterbox. It's so funny that I was like, I'm going to do this last of a show on my own, but then whenever I have you on, I'm like, please do the outro. You're better at it. Do the outro, bro. Play the (laughs) outro. Just play the outro. (laughs) But until next time, when lost in the darkness, look for the light.